And we're back. Kelsey Lachlan and Brady Stiff back outside. Kelsey, it is a picture-perfect night, and you can hear the cicadas, and I was about to commit cicada-side before you got here <laughs> this evening because, and no joke, I mean, it was, you know, they say, like, cicadas are loud. Like, you don't realize how loud they are when they're making their, I think it's a mating call that they do. Um, wow, those are some horny bugs. <laughs> I didn't realize it was a mating call. Yeah, um... You don't realize how loud it actually is until one is literally right above your head mm-hmm. making mm-hmm. its mating call. So, um, yeah, he, he flew away about 30 seconds before you pulled in the driveway. I have this that evening. effect on people. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I, we should be able to record in peace, never mind the planes flying into O'Hare on this gorgeous Thursday evening. It is July 28th. Kelsey, we are almost, I, I hate to say it, but almost done with summer. Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't you say it. The reason I say that is because football season is upon us. The mm. Bears are in training camp. I think every team across the league by now is in training camp. So it is football season. In fact, was it last week, maybe even the week before, driving to Mellis for softball, mm-hmm. you know, they have the four softball fields. Mm-hmm. And then across the street, they have soccer and football fields. Ah. The kids were out at football practice. Oh, that hurts my heart. And it's the middle about. of July. Mm-mm. Well, I feel, I, you know, so much of my summer uh, for the last however many years is just judged in track time, as right. you know. Right, Um And after the 4th of July, um, the fireworks, there was only one thing left to live for. And the million. million. Yeah. Um, and so that is quickly approaching. Two weeks, it would have been. Um, well, it's still happening. Yeah, that's True. <laughs> I don't know. I don't accept the premise. <laughs> it's funny. Never so, mind. I don't know. It's not happening. <laughs> I've, I've seen Churchill Downs post on their Facebook or on their Twitter that Arlington Million Day is happening. And mind you, they are opening for one day, Saturday the 13th, to run uh, the what used to be called the International Festival of Racing at Arlington. Here's the thing, though, and I don't mean to sidebar us, but they had to shut down turf racing sometime after the Derby, because their new turf course that was uh, in use for the first time this spring wasn't quite ready. So <laughs> hopefully they've, uh, they've got that down and, uh, <laughs> and well-maintained for their Arlington Million Not Day. like the millions of turf race or anything <laughs> right, like that. Yeah. Not yeah. like that's semi-important right. for that particular event. And, and Arlington was well-regarded as one of the nicest turf courses in America, if not the nicest turf course. See, I agree, but I've also nearly broken an ankle walking on it, um, and so it makes me wonder So l- let me ask you this, because I never got to walk the track, mm-hmm. uh, either track. Um, how Have you long... never been on the poly? I, you know, I've stepped onto it, but oh, never, like, towards okay. the where the horses would actually be running. Got it, got it, okay. How, how long is that grass? It's long. Yeah. I mean, it depends, too, if it's a race day or not, if they're manicuring it yeah. or something. Um, oftentimes, if I was out there, it was probably not so much in use. Right. Um, because I would have been out there planning for an event um, or just fucking around. I mean, it kind of depends. But right. um, lots of holes out there. <laughs> and I mean, it's it, you kind of consider what it's used for, and that makes sense. Well, these are 1,200-pound animals. Correct. Lots pounding of down on it, yeah. Lots of divots. But then you think about it and you're like, wow, that's incredibly unsafe. Um, and so, you know, obviously they roll poly track. They would be rolling dirt as well. Um, and so 
Well, they can't really do that with turf. They they tamp it. They tamp it down. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, we've all seen this. Like even after like the starting gates, you know, out of there, and they're they're working on it there. But um, it is not the very smooth baseball field surface that you would think it is. Right. Um, simply, I think, because of practical use of yeah. what's happening. But again, yeah. I've been out there many a time in a, in a non-manicured manner um, and probably not seeing it at its best. Sure, so. sure, that makes sense. And I know, like, and they, they at Arlington and other places, too, the, the inner rail of the turf course can move. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Arlington could, if they wanted to, and they, and they had, mm-hmm. create two turf courses. Yep. Uh, specifically for Million Day, they would use the inner turf course for the undercard, and then for the three big races, they would use the outer turf. Um, Saratoga, Belmont, they have permanent in, inner and outer turfs, mm-hmm. uh, but Arlington had to do that sort of uh, artificially. But anyways, um, what were we talking about? Football. <laughs> Football season. If you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and how it's do- essentially fall is upon us. And I, fall is upon us. I think well, no, 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 no. Fall is not upon us. It's still going to be a while before we hit the week of fall before winter hits. Yeah, well, no. You know what? I don't believe that anymore. I now believe that fall is longer and prettier, and we just get screwed on spring. And spring goes so long. Um, and then, like, summer doesn't even start until, like, late June. And now here we are, late July. We've yeah. had a month, and we're like, that's probably about it. <laughs> um, but realistically, I feel like the summer weather l- lasts well into the school year now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's just now. It feels like it's now. Like, again, that makes me feel old. Um, but it definitely feels like, well, you remember when the Cubs won? How nice it was? That and that was uh, it was November second was go. was the date and it was seventy degrees in Cleveland I yeah. forget what it was you know what it was rainy here it was chilly yeah, but and I rainy mean, but that whole week leading up to it had been gorgeous actually right. had been hot a couple of weeks before too yeah. really hot in October yeah. that year so I feel like that weather is just lasting longer into the fall sure it definitely um, feels like it yeah which is fine because I I don't mind a mild Christmas myself. It makes uh, Christmas travel easier. Yes, you gotta. I mean, and I got I got two kids and a lot of shit on Christmas now, so it's a it's an extra appreciation uh, from my end to to have nicer weather. Yeah. Um, but then I think the flip side is that these these springs just don't ever show up until like you know. Oh God. Maybe May. <laughs> like, maybe yeah. And it's yeah. just like everlasting winter in a time that used to be my favorite part of the year. So <laughs> um, I'm not bitter. It's fine. Well, so it, you say follows upon us, but um, summer is still very much here. We're still in July, and baseball is still relevant in this town, um, only for a short time more on both sides mm. before uh, the Cubs sort of fade into irrelevancy after the trade deadline because, um, you know, they're, they're not going anywhere this season as far as on the field, but they have several intriguing trade chips that uh, I'm very curious to see what they get back in return. Um, and then the White Sox, you know, hanging around 500. <laughs> they just had a stretch where they played the Twins and the Guardians. I almost said Indians, but I didn't. Um, and they came out okay. You know, I don't think they really gained any ground, but um, Tony La Russa, still your manager. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we uh, have not been, I, I warned you, we haven't been watching a whole lot of, I have not been well, you've been busy. Touch. We've been busy. We'll talk about that. But um, I watched a, a second of the Home Run Derby and the All-Star Game. Um, a little bit enough to see Anthony Ramos from Hamilton um, out on the field. <laughs> 
being funny and playing decently. Oh, um, is this the, the uh, celebrity oh, match? So, oh, yeah. yeah, the celebrity uh, yeah, softball. Uh, softball game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I saw like you know hot seconds of that, um, and that that was it. And then I I've been catching through moving things and packing and stuff. Um, you know, Bob watching games. And sure. Really have no idea what the hell is going on except that <laughs> it's not great. So there you go. And, yeah. Uh, a disappointing season. It it almost feels like summer where you're like, okay, I know it's coming to an end. Right. Um, before you, you, there's no hope for that long, right? Uh, that long season, there's no hope for that. So it's like, oh, well, we're echoing weather and <laughs> baseball are echoing. And then, you know, you get excited for football, which is nice. Yep. It is good when you're, when you're in a shitty season with a team, it's nice to have something else to look forward to. Yeah. Um, and I, I used to feel the same way about Arlington and the off season <laughs> and, uh, and after a million, you're like, oh, at least I have the off season to look forward to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's, I think just the seasonality of life, but in sports, um, hopefully there'll be something interesting happening with the bears this year. Yep. What do you think, uh, for their season? What's your, I'm going to, I'm going to frame this like I did, uh, when you asked me about the Cubs season this year. Uh, because b- before opening day, you uh, asked me what I thought about this Cubs season and how I was going to approach it as a fan. And I said, no stress. Mm-hmm. Because I knew they weren't going to be good. Mm-hmm. I knew that they were going to, much like they did last year, trade several pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I would necessarily wasn't expecting Ian Happ to have the all-star season that he is. Yeah. Um, he really became a hot trade commodity um, over the last probably month and a half or so um, with him sustaining his play. He's a, a switch hitter who can play the outfield, and um, in a pinch he could probably play second base for you because that's what he came up doing. Interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, when he, was, uh, when he was just coming up to the big leagues, he was playing some second base and huh. could probably fill in for a game if you needed him to. I didn't know that. Um, okay. And with Wilson Contreras – you know, he's uh, one of the best hitting catchers mm-hmm. in the league. And mm-hmm. now that now that um, the DH is in both leagues, that makes him all the more attractive to NL teams that maybe already have, you know, a good enough catcher, mm-hmm. but could really use a productive uh, slugging bat, you know, in that DH spot. It's interesting, yeah. And, you know, you have now a legitimate catcher yeah. who could spell your – "Quote unquote starter," yeah, um, and you're losing nothing defensively. Mm-hmm. So you know, oftentimes the backup catcher is not as good defensively. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, if you could have Wilson Contreras as your backup catcher, sign me up. I don't know if this is the way everyone feels, um, or if I am unique. Um, but there is just something about the role of catcher that I just adore. Is yeah, that like my it's like my favorite position in sure. baseball and softball, I guess for that matter. Um, and I don't know if it's just because like there's stuff to do all the time or if it's the gear that they get to wear. <laughs> I don't I don't know what it is, but it ta- like it takes a special person. Yeah, no doubt. If I like those people, like I kind of gravitate toward that type of personality who's yeah. going to be doing that. What? But like I always loved that position. And, and as a catcher, you see the, the whole field in front of you. Maybe that's it. You know, and, okay. and that's why that's why they always say they being the royal they they, they always say they. that catchers make the best managers. Interesting. David Ross. Okay. Catcher. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I'm trying to think of another one. AJ Pierzynski. AJ Pierzynski. He, prob- <laughs> he probably could manage. He, I actually think he could. He, I he, was totally joking, but I, think he'd, <laughs> I actually think he'd be quite good at he's it. He's actually really good in the booth. Yes. Really good. Mm-hmm. When, um, when him and Adam Amin get together mm-hmm. um, and, and they do a game, it is a really good listen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because Adam is our age and he's from here that we sort of gravitate towards him and he's the Bulls uh, TV an- announcer excellent. so yeah, we're used I to him, him. Yeah. but I mean his his approach is a lot like Jason Benetti I think yeah I think um, so too and, and I love Jason Benetti and he's wonderful Benetti just got a huge uh, career move for him yep. so he's going to be much more prominent we could hear him calling some NFL someday he's going to be everywhere yeah we said that like a year or two ago. Yeah. I mean, maybe even on the podcast, or maybe it was just us talking. He can do anything. A rising star yes. in broadcasting. And yeah. I think we were kind of blessed. I mean, granted, Chicago's not a small market. So if he's here, you got to know that he's doing okay. Right. But right. I mean, I feel like he's not the kind you'd think would be as good at it as he is. Right. He's pretty nerdy seeming and, <laughs> and looking oh, for he's, that matter. He's a sports and nerd, no he's doubt. He's a total nerd. No doubt. And he, it makes him so interesting to listen to. That's kind of the way baseball is going, though. I and think so. If, if you know, friend of the podcast, Drew Peterson, who actually you just missed by about five minutes oh, this evening. No. Uh, he dropped off something for me before he went to play his games at Mellis. He does not like Benetti. He hmm. does not like Boog Shambi on the Cubs side. And Boog and Benetti are both very similar in the way they approach the broadcast. They enjoy analytics, which is the new wave of baseball. They enjoy just talking about the game and Mm -hmm. sort of nerding out about the game. And for whatever reason, Drew doesn't like that, and that's fine. Yeah, Um, not for everybody. Right. Everyone has a style they gravitate towards. Sure. And I think Benetti's is mine, for sure. For Sox fans, it is a seismic shift going from Hawk Harrelson to Jason Benetti. I, I adore Steve Stone. He's the best. I think he's wonderful. Um, have thought so for a long time, and I liked I liked DJ too. Actually, prior to him, I thought he was good. Um, and I mean, Hawk was just like he you just humored him. I think DJ's still on radio. Does he, he still do radio? Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. He just doesn't do the announcing. But I always liked him as well. Um, but Steve Stone is, I mean, that pairing of Benetti and Stone, I think, is fantastic. Steve Stone was way ahead of his time when he was broadcasting for the Cubs with Harry Carey. Okay, yeah. And I think if you ask a lot of Cubs fans. Similar to Hawk Harrelson in that pairing, huh. Harry kind of held Steve back. Yeah, I could totally And see Hawk that. the same way. Yes, yeah. I watch way more Sox games now because mm-hmm. Hawk is not on the broadcast. Sure. And not, it's not a hatred of the Sox, right? No. It's, I, I couldn't stand listening to Hawk Harrelson. Well, and because there's no impartiality at all, right? Like somebody like that is always going to call something for the Sox. It's always about my, my team and... That call was horrible, blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, I feel like. You gotta is, be bleeping me. This is so generational, <laughs> probably, right? So millennial, but like having a more impartial view and being able to be objective yeah. and say, like, okay, well, we lucked out on that one for sure. Sure. And, um, and to some extent, like, thing. you want announcers to be impartial, but at the same time, especially with baseball, because you get your guys for let's call it 155 of the 162 games mm-hmm. because they're going to be on Sunday night baseball. They're going to be, um, there's so many places that, that show baseball now. Like, have you seen, um, these ads for like Peacock on Sunday mornings at, 
I'll, I'll tell you what, Kels. All our vices are coming out tonight. Yeah. 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 Okay, everyone. You, you, that you was heard, a truly. You, you heard the can uh, crack. A I've, strawberry tea truly. I'm sorry. <laughs> I tried to do it away from the mic. It I, didn't I was, happen. I was going <laughs> to offer you a Miller Lite or a, uh, a vodka and Diet Coke out of uh, Ann's stock I here. But prepared, uh, damn it. I, all of a sudden, two truly's come out the bag. I was like, oh, she's got it. It's a mom bag. It's big. <laughs> and it often has alcohol in it. <laughs> uh, Not a problem. It's right. fine. Yeah. Anywho, um, so yeah, you're gonna get your announcers for right. Yeah. So 152 games, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, Peacock is doing baseball now on Sunday mornings. That doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. I find Peacock strange. It is. Yeah. I'm not sure what they're doing. I know this is like a total tangent, but I just don't really understand what's going on. I with think them. they they want to provide some free content to mm. compete with Netflix and Hulu and. Mm -hmm. Um, Amazon Prime, mm -hmm. um, so they provide some free content, mm -hmm. and they. I, this may be still the case, or it may not still be the case. I think there's tiers to their. I'm sure it subscription is. level, yeah, I'm because sure. The Office, which is my favorite TV show of all time, mm -hmm. is on Peacock, and I pay five dollars a month solely to be able to watch Office reruns. Whenever you feel Whenever like Whenever I it. feel like it. Whichever order you would like. <laughs> that's right. Whenever yeah. you feel. Yeah, I mean, that's how I am, like, about you know, the West Wing. Um, and recently, now we're going way off, and I'm just going to go with it, because um, it does have a tie-in, um, Game of Thrones. Sure. So I don't know if I talked about this last time, but I rewatched it. Um, haven't seen it in a while, and did a whole series rewatch the problem being i was moving at the time right and so i was doing more listening than watching okay um and i can sometimes put stuff on while i'm working right turns out game of thrones was too tough because i just got <laughs> I, I was not working it at sucks all. You in. i don't know it well enough to ignore it okay I think that makes sense so yeah. i'm like oh what's happening here what's going on so then um, I, of course, reached out to my buddy, Zach, who is a Game of Thrones nerd. This yep. is where it ties into Benetti. Um, and he said, yeah, it's so exciting that you're rewatching because House of the Dragon, which is a prequel, is coming prequel. out okay. in August. And he said, have you listened to Binge Mode? I'm like, what is Binge Mode? Is it a podcast? It is a podcast. Okay. So here's my shout out. It is from TheRinger.com. Okay. It is um, their executive editor and uh, two two people from that website who go episode by episode, and now it was released originally several years ago, episode by episode through what had then been the episodes that had been released, so seasons one through six, um, deep dive into each episode. Okay. Then they did seven as it came out, and they did eight ah, as it came okay. out. Okay, so sort of a, a real-time watch Correct. instead of a, a rewatch. Yeah, okay, and nice. now, of course, because that was now several years ago yeah. at this point that yeah. that happened, it's all retrospective for me, but, you know, for them, they were seeing it fresh for the first time. Right. Um, these people are the nerdiest. <laughs> they, like, they've got all the fan the theories. nerdiest. <laughs> and I loved it. Yeah. I really did. It was a, it was, um, we listened to Zach talk about stuff for years and he was our Wikipedia, thank <laughs> right. goodness, because otherwise Kevin and I would have been like, wait, who the fuck is this? <laughs> and he'd be like, oh, remember two seasons ago when so-and-so showed up? Oh this is God. him again. Like and I'm that, like, that level of recall, yeah. And he's never seen, or he's never read the books, but he had done enough of this kind of like behind the scenes okay. and kind of reading yeah. and he really liked it. So he was able to be like, I think someone's going to show up here. And then someone would show up and we, he'd be like, yeah, I know who that is. We're like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> um, well, now I'm like the same. Um, yeah. I'm like the super nerd level. 
Um, and it's just impressive to, um, I think, see that level of commitment. So, of course, they have a Harry Potter one. Oh, naturally. These guys are nerds. These people, <laughs> they... We, th we thought you were a Harry Potter well, nerd. Well, yeah. So they deep dive into like five chapters of the book at a time or something like that. And they talk for hours. It's crazy. Um, but they have these fascinating... Um, I, I didn't think people could be so knowledgeable and committed on so many different levels. Because these two people, from what I can tell, um, do Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, um, pretty much all Marvel... Oh, it's the same people. It's the same people. And then they're also, they also do um, this uh, crazy, not comic book, graphic novel called Saga. Okay. They have uh, Star Wars. They do it all. Yeah. These people are nerds and they're so <laughs> good and they're fascinating to listen to. So that's my shout out, Binge Mode. Okay. Go check it out if you are, as you want to kind of deep dive into stuff. But I feel like Jason Benetti has so many parallels, right? It's yeah. like, I enjoy listening to people who know what the fuck they're talking about. And I think Adam Amin, getting back to Adam here, he yes. does a, a movie podcast. I think I knew that. I think I did. He's, he's a cinephile. Yes. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. just like athletes, we tend to, um, those of us who pay attention to broadcasters and, um, you know, kind of... Speaking of nerds. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, we forget that they are people too, just like you and me. Yes. and. Uh, broadcasting just happens to be their job. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they have interests outside of sports, believe it or not. Well, and, <laughs> and athletes often, um, and you see this with, with celebrity, like, movie stars, too, um, they might be basketball players, but they could be fantastic at baseball right. or football. Yeah. Because they're athletes and they enjoy sports right. of any flavor. Golf is the big one. Correct. Yep. Um, you look at somebody who's an actor, they may be a great singer and dancer, too, because it's all maybe in the same kind of world. Right. So you look at somebody who broadcasts sports, maybe broadcasting is his passion. Yeah. <laughs> right? And he's just, that's a different flavor of that particular thing. Right. So that was something, you know, that I was have been thinking about a bit lately with... Um, uh, regards to uh, another podcast I listen to a lot, West Wing Weekly, uh -huh. is hosted by um, Prishi K. Sherway, who is the... Just bless you. Yeah. <laughs> the um, mind behind um, Song Exploder, which is this amazing podcast. And that was his original one. And then he kind of came and did this because he's a geek about West Wing. Okay. And I'm like, okay, well, these people, like, you know, they just... This is what they do. Yeah. And they do it across multiple things. So anyway. Yeah. Benetti's going to be a star. Oh, yeah. So excited I, for him. I don't know exactly how old he is, but he's got to be around our age. I would think so. Let me, I'm going to look it up real Maybe, quick. Um, I'd say plus or minus four years. Oh, I think it's closer than that even. Three, two. Yeah. One. Somewhere somewhere in that range. And I know he's, he's from Chicago too. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, him, Adam Amin. I know Boog is from, Boog is the Cubs guy. Um, yeah. What? <laughs> his nickname is his yeah. His nickname is Boog. Uh -huh. um, John is his first name. Okay. Uh, he's originally from New York, but um, okay. He's just a baseball guy, and if there's ever a town where a baseball guy can be a baseball guy, it's Chicago. Well, New York and Chicago are often sort of correct. Yeah. Really. Um, and one of the guys who I listen to on uh, radio, live radio, uh, he does the afternoon show on the Score. You remember we had Shane Reardon on. This was maybe in the wintertime. I remember Shane. So yeah. Shane is the producer of the afternoon show mm -hmm. on The Score. And um, Danny Parkins is the main, ho as I, the main host. He drives the show. Mm -hmm. um, he's from Chicago. He's our age. Mm -hmm. uh, his co-host, Matt Spiegel, is a baseball guy. 
Okay. He's originally from Boston, I believe. Okay. Um, we won't hold that against him. <laughs> but just a fantastic – I mean, he loves baseball. Mm-hmm. People love baseball. Matt Spiegel loves baseball. He hosts a show on Sunday mornings called – or he used – I forget if he still does, but it's called Hit and Run. It's a baseball show. Oh, that's fun. And he just waxes poetic the entire Sunday mm-hmm. morning show about it's the nice game of baseball. It's nice to see people with passion. Right. You know, it's, yeah. it's nice to it see. It comes through. Yeah. I mean yeah, – You can tell when somebody's doing it for a job yeah. and when somebody's doing it because – it's what they love. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing about binge mode is the, like, there were times where Mallory Rubin, one of the hosts, she would just like basically burst into tears <laughs> because she's so moved by the story. Right. Because she's such a fan, and I'm yeah. like, you know, like that shit shows. Um, you can you can tell. So it, it's good to see that. I love Jason Benetti. I love Steve Stone. Steve Stone just He's, sounds so much happier. Than when he was with Hawk? Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. He was fine with Hawk, right? He but he did, had to put up with the antics. He did his job. He, he had did, to put up with the antics. Yeah. He actually did well. Yeah. Because he was able to make Hawk more tolerable. <laughs> is really what it was. And that's a success in that situation, yeah, right? right. Um, but he clearly prefers his current situation. Yeah. And is great at it. I mean, those two clearly like each other. They enjoy each other's company. Mm -hmm. They have fun together. And that's not always a given. No, it's Um, chemistry is oftentimes, you know, having worked in radio and and hosted some shows and. um, Like this one. Like this one. Like this one. (laughs) Um, Duh. You know, my my first ever radio talk show in college, Uh the guy who I was paired with, he and I just did not have radio Mm. chemistry. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Did you of, have regular chem? Like, did you like him? He's a fine guy. He's kind yeah. of boring. Okay. I have nothing against him, but he was yeah. kind of a boring guy. It wasn't just like you guys were, were really good friends and it didn't translate. Correct. It was like, yeah. It was. It was just, eh, and and in college done. radio, we had an hour every Saturday, and mm. we both had that hour free, so we were just kind of paired together. Okay. Uh, or we just said, hey, you know, you want to do a show? Great. We're trying to put stuff on tape. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. we at that time we still both wanted to work in radio and. Um, when I got to, um, Illinois center for broadcasting, okay. um, I worked with a guy, we, we did a show together. He's a, a great guy. Um, not the best talker on mm-hmm. radio. Okay. Uh, we brought in a third guy that was radio chemistry, oh. me, me and him. And, um, uh, I don't know if he listens to the show, but uh, shout out to Dan Kruger. <laughs> um, Dan the man. Yeah, he was he was originally from Madison, Wisconsin. Okay. And a couple times when I was in Hartford, uh, he was living in Madison, mm-hmm. and I would go visit for a Badger hockey game. Okay. Uh, and then stay over at his house, and um, he we went out to dinner the first the first time I went out there. I remember this distinctly. Um, we went out to dinner, him and his then wife, um, and. We were just talking about sports at dinner, and his then wife was like, "This is just like your guys' radio show." <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're like, yes, because right. it's so organic. Yes. That that's how it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I told you before we got on mic here, um, last time we recorded uh, pre awesome technology that you have in front of me right now, I did the entire show on AirPods with right. your phone, I think, yeah. my phone, whatever. Um, and I spend most of my life with an AirPod in my ear yeah. because I wear it all through work. 
And because I like to drone out the kids, <laughs> so I wear it. And I sometimes, I often forget I have them in. Yeah. So during our last broadcast, I mean, I had a couple beverages. We were sitting outside. <laughs> it was gorgeous. I kind of forgot there was a mic going. Right. I mean, it it, it could have gotten ugly. I haven't listened to it, so I don't know if it was bad or not. But I, I don't think I could talk into a microphone without headphones on. Yeah, I get that. I'm like hearing you now and yeah. thinking this is brilliant. Although yeah. we're probably shouting and these neighbors are probably like, go the fuck to sleep. Um, yeah, it's only nine o'clock. It's not even technically dark yet. Right. It's sunset, but I still see some some bright light over there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that for sure that I didn't even remember that we were recording. Um, and that's, I mean, a reflection of like the reason we started this is because no. <laughs> Let me the reason you invited yourself, huh? Exactly. <laughs> I won't say the reason we started this. The reason you started this and allowed me to invite myself on is because we are friends in, in real life, IRL. IRL um, that's yes. what the kids say. And that's how you know I'm old, is I follow things up with, and that's what the kids say. You ever um, heard the phrase used, and I don't know how your coworkers are in relation to your age, but <laughs> it's not even a phrase, it's a word. Bet. Have you heard this? Uh, you told me about it, I think, maybe. Now, see, it's, it's you like... You said it's what the kids say. It's, it's what the kids say. And here here we are in our mid-30s, and we had our vernacular back oh, yeah. in the day. Um, and now, when someone says the word bet to you, that means like, yeah, for sure, cool, yeah. got it. You've told me that, yeah. and I was like, what? <laughs> and you had to explain it to me, if I recall. Yeah. Um, I, have, um, I have the pleasure of working with I think I've said this before, maybe to you, but maybe on the podcast. Um, a woman was hired the same time as I was, and I believe she's probably about 27 now, originally from Texas, was living in Georgia, and moved up here for the job. Um, and it is like working with me, with a younger <laughs> version of me. And it's it's crazy. She's hungry. She wants to fix things. She wants to, I mean, she's kind of like almost impulsive of like, Let's do, do, do. Yeah. But then she also gets angry when things don't happen fast enough. And I'm like, it's it's so much like me working at the track. You find yourself imparting your sage wisdom. It of... is wild. <laughs> I'm like, let me mentor you. Um, and not in like a condescending way. It's just a weird. Yeah. Like I feel so much like that's very much how I was. And now I don't give many fucks about many things. But, um, you know, she's passionate about it. She really feels it um, to her detriment. Sometimes. sometimes, yeah, I could see that. To the company's detriment sometimes. You know, I mean, it goes both ways. But, um, it, you know, when I was at the track at uh, twenty in 2015, is kind of what I'm thinking of it the most, um, I remember there were a bunch of us yeah. in the same kind of boat. She doesn't have that. Uh-huh. You know, because it's a very small company and not a lot of young people. Right. So it's kind of her. And also COVID, we're all remote, et cetera. Um, that's the hardest part about work these days is being remote. We finally met, uh, or I finally met a lot of my coworkers at a company picnic, um, that was hosted like lunchtime on a Wednesday. I don't know if I mentioned this, no. but, um, met in, in real life, a couple of folks and some of them I'd met, but like only once. So it was a chance to say like, Oh, Hey, um, here I, I see what you look like again. Um, and that was kind of cool. But like, for example, um, my trainer who I think is kind of a private person, so I'll give him that. Um, and I think he likes a little air of mystery. 
Um, but he went on vacation for a week and I had asked him where he was going because I knew it was vacation and not something else. And he said, Niagara Falls. And I said, oh, oh it's really pretty up there. Have you ever been? He said, yeah, we've been a couple times, you know, and I, I didn't think Is a whole Is there really lot of it. a place people go more than once? I would go back. Okay. And now I was a kid when I went. So yes. my memories are different. Yeah. Um, and so there's that. Um, but I enjoyed it a lot as okay. a kid. Yeah. I'd be really interested to go back now and see if I still enjoyed it. Um, when I when I went, I was on the Canadian side. Okay. Which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I would go back solely to do the Maid of the Mist. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's something so amazing. It's so crazy. I think maybe we might have talked about this. It's kind of like the Dells, where it's like natural wonder because yeah. the Dells in Wisconsin Dells are beautiful, right? right? All the you know the duck rock tours formations, and the rock yeah. formations are gorgeous. But then, like the rest of it is like total yeah. tourist trip. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what the falls are. Right. Gorgeous, natural, whatever. And then a tourist trap right next to it. <laughs> right. And so it's kind of like the the grown-up version, although I guess Vegas is the grown-up version. But anywho, <laughs> yeah. um, so we find out offhanded comment from our boss that this is our trainer's honeymoon. Oh. And I was like, wait, are you are you joking? Or is that it's and it was really halfway through the week that he was gone. He yeah. goes, Oh no, he got married on Saturday, didn't you know? No. Nope. <laughs> sure didn't. And again, he likes to be private, but I feel like if you were in person. Oh, yeah. There's just no way that you're not going to have that known. Right. And this is not just a, uh, you know, my coworker and I are newer within a year and, uh, you know, we're not as close. Like these are, there were people who have been there for 10 years who didn't know he got married. Oh, my God. And I'm like, that's just kind of crazy. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. And I talk as a sales trainer now, um, I tell every class that starts with me. Guys, you are at an inherent disadvantage right now. Yeah. Because you're remote. Um, most of my people now, because I transferred offices technically, so mm-hmm. now I'm associated with the Colorado. Denver office. Yeah. yeah. But all of our reps are in Dallas. Oh my god. So I'm fifteen hundred miles away from them, give or take. Yeah. A few hundred. Um, so <laughs> you know, pre COVID, if we had a recruiting class in the office learning, I can walk over. Maybe kind of not spy on them, but look at what they're doing on their computer screen. Oh, there's screen. just so much you miss. Yeah. And, and I'm okay with it because I like being able to throw laundry in. Um, oh, I, I do that all the time. Yeah, I like being able to cook dinner. I like being able to hop in the shower at 10, yeah. in a 15-minute break yeah. and take a shower. Sure. Um, so for me, I am like, let me do whatever I want to do. But yeah. if God, from a work level, a productivity level, and I go back and forth on this because... I don't think the the level of workaholism, workaholism, I guess. Is the, <laughs> sure. Yeah, if workaholic is that, then it's workaholism. Yeah. That's crazy. I think anyway. you just made up a word. Uh, honestly, though, I followed convention. If we're looking at words and al- alcoholism. Is that, is that syntax? Workaholism. Is that what that is? Yeah, I you're, mean. You're the English major of the al- group here. Alcoholic, workaholic. Alcoholism, workaholism. I mean, I, <laughs> sure. I think I went. I, yeah. did, I think I did it right. Yeah. It's parallel. Um but I, I think the level of, of working in the United States is not healthy. Right. So for me, it's like, if I were an employer, would I want my people to be remote? No. Because I know I fuck around a lot when I'm remote. Right. I know I'm not nearly as productive as I could be. But I think that's healthy. I think so. It's so important. Like, 
obviously the jobs we do are different and sure. you don't necessarily have to be in front of your screen 24 seven. Mm. Um, and for my job now, I don't either, except when I'm, you know, intensely training a class. Sure. Um, so yeah, I can get up and throw laundry in and, mm -hmm. and cook lunch and uh, whatever. Um, but when I was a sales rep still, my job didn't change. Mm, and and yeah. the level of productivity that I had to maintain didn't change. Mm -hmm. It got a little bit more difficult because I had those at-home distractions. Sure. But I knew that to make money, I needed to do the same thing I did in the office. Yeah. Commissions and quotas can do a lot for <laughs> Right. That. Exactly. And I don't have those. Exactly. So exactly. I just have to like, I, don't, I won't say make it look like I'm working. I am working. Right. But I just have a lot more flexibility that I never would have. And as, an as long as you're getting your tasks done, whatever they may be. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I mean, when you think about it from that perspective of like, we're adults. So if we can manage to do those things, why shouldn't we be trusted to do those things? And it's interesting because as a young adult, especially, I think one of my greatest qualities as an employee was that I was willing to work very hard. Yep. But like realistically, that was unhealthy for me. I was burnt out. Yeah. It wasn't great because you were getting at some point shit from me. It was not good work. Right. It was a lot of work, but it wasn't good work. Right. Um, and so when I sometimes think about that, I'm like, okay, well, I no longer do that. I no longer bust my ass in that way. In a lot of ways, it's better. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, I've managed to manage my time yeah. better. Um, and so that's kind of just an interesting part of it, I think, is getting older. Part of it is being remote and yep. COVID and the... The circumstances that have like pushed us to that. Yeah. Um, but anyone who is interested in workplace productivity, um, well, James Clear, I've mentioned before, he's wonderful. He's all about um, small habits. He's okay. the Atomic Habits guy. That's his book. He's wonderful. He does a weekly newsletter that's really stripped down and very to the point, which is good. Um, and then, oh God, who's the other guy? Adam Grant, I think, okay. is the one who's. Um, putting like workplace gems out there on like Instagram all the time. And now I no longer have social media. So, right. I, but yeah. I assume that he's still out there doing it. Um, and he's fabulous to just kind of think about working life and how that impacts your life. <laughs> and it's just an interesting, right. it's, it's very interesting. So I recommend them. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, for our company, um, you know, other companies had started to figure the whole, work from home thing out and, you know, would allow a couple of flex days a week where you could be home. Um, for us, we never had that concept. I know I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but like this was foreign to us. Mm -hmm. We had never thought about it. Yeah. And for us to transition from in office hundred percent to home a hundred percent. Yeah. It was, it was wild. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyways, um, speaking of work from home and homes, you Let's have a, get you, back you, to you, it. You have a new one. <laughs> I Holy do. shit. I do. <laughs> um, the last time we talked, I was living with my in-laws. I am happy to say that that is no longer the case. Everybody survived. Everybody survived. We closed on our house about a week ago. It was a very bittersweet day. Uh, my grandfather passed away the morning of our closing. Um, and he had been sick. He was 92 years old. And he'd been in a home, essentially. Yeah. Um, but it was, my mom had called me the morning of the closing and it just felt weird. And 
you know, she said, I, I don't want to bring your day down. But, right. And I was like, oh, damn. There and it is. My realtor is my cousin. So it was an, an extra little something. Right. Of just a layer of. And I think that's I I kind of think I love it because that's life. well, you had that. I don't know if buffer is the right word, but you had that understanding mm -hmm. because I mm -hmm. think and I've never dealt with a realtor, but I mean, it's business. Yeah, no, it was great. Um, yeah. First of all, my cousin is amazing at her job. Yep. Um, we were told by the person we bought our home from, who is a realtor. Yeah. She sold her own home um, that there was an offer higher than ours. Um, we also put in an escalation clause on our offer, which meant that they could have said, okay, we'll give it to you, but you got to jack up your price. Um, and she said, you know, your realtor, again, my cousin, did all the right things to the point where we selected you amongst really wow. competitive offers. Okay. Um, and so she's excellent at her job. But to your point, you know, it was great to be able to have somebody who kind of understood the headspace I was in that day. Correct. Yeah. She was also kind of in that headspace. So we it's were... a, I would imagine it's a very stressful day for both you and Kevin, notwithstanding a death in the family. Yeah. 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 It was, it was, I mean, I think it's the least stressful in the sense of like, all you're doing is signing the paperwork at that point. Right. But like things could still go horribly wrong. Sure. Um, it's not yours till it's yours. And then also, like, it's just, it's just like, oh, my God, this is right. happening. And this is real. And I'm an adult. And yeah. It's like when you have a baby and you go home from the hospital and you're like, wait, are you letting me take this with me? <laughs> no one's going to come and take it's, this? It's not like the puppy store at the mall where this you just mine? go. <laughs> right. Are you sure? And, like, honestly, I've talked to several, like, new parents at the time yeah. who are like, I just feel surreal. Like, somebody's going to come take this from me. Cause right. So. Yeah. Um, the house was the same way. Your your cousin's your realtor, but after you sign the papers, do you do, you do that on site at the house or at her office? Final or? walkthrough of the house uh -huh. happens with the realtor. You make sure that like during the move out, nothing horrible happened. Right. Um, everything is still working, et cetera. Which with your with the previous tenant being a realtor, you can um, you can trust that well, things weren't going to happen. Well, it was spotless. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they don't have to do that. They need to leave it broom clean. That's kind of what you do when you move out. Um, it was. It was spotless. Um, there was a bottle of wine on the counter with a with a note saying, you know, we hope you love this home. Is it's been so good to us for they they lived there almost forty years. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, it was it's like I'm sure that they were just sobbing on their way out. <laughs> um, but we had the we had the amazing experience of being able to meet her. Yeah. Um, she came to our closing as the selling realtor. Sure. Yeah. She did a couple paperwork things, but she really, she said, I just wanted to meet you and, yeah. and say hello and good luck. And um, we spoke at length in the parking lot yeah. just about, you know, everything. And she left us her number and she said, call me. You're going to have questions. And um, uh, one of their, uh, something came FedEx to the house. Uh oh. And I had to text her and <laughs> yeah. say, hey, what do you want me to do with this? The, the guy ran away before we could say, refuse it. Yeah. You can refuse FedEx. Sure. Um, and she's like, just leave it on the porch. Uh, my husband will be by. Oh. So we got to meet the husband too. It was great. <laughs> I mean, it was like, okay, this is wonderful. Um, so it just was a, I think a different experience. Everyone we knew. Um, so like our lawyer and their lawyer and all these people who are like involved in it were basically like, it's so nice to see a seller and a buyer who get along who can talk and it's not about a horrible thing that happened because yeah, right. often that's a cause for mediation. 
Sure. You're only going to see a buyer and a seller together if there's a problem. Right. Um, she's like, you know, when you can be a, a reasonable person and just like, and I was like, <laughs> a you know. human being? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I was like, no, we're so excited about this house. Like, we are so thrilled. And I think as a seller, she was very excited to have people who were excited about yeah. the house and hopefully are going to take good care of it. Although three and five-year-old not not home at their end of the bargain right now. But um, we moved in. It was fucking horrible. Um, I, I cannot recommend moving to anybody. <laughs> I'm going to die in this house. Did, did you guys hire movers? We did, okay. and they were good. Yeah. But the process is just fucking excruciating. <laughs> and we basically did it twice. Right. Because right. we moved from the townhouse to a storage unit. Yeah. And then, uh, and also to the rest of it, to the in-laws. And then we moved from the in-laws and the storage unit into the home. Yeah. And despite my many, many calls with the moving company that we had more stuff this time. Yeah. Because there's stuff coming from the in-laws. Not just the stuff we were living with, but also storage stuff we had over there. Yeah. Um, the, like, the, the truck was too small. Um, and, and it was just fascinating. And these guys, um, it was hot it was Friday, it was 90-something degrees, 94 degrees, I think, outside. Um, I sat at the storage unit with them for a couple hours in a car that, it turns out, doesn't have air conditioning because I was borrowing my mother's car to do so. Oh, boy. And, I, you know, like, it's so shitty to be like, wow, I'm really hot as these men move my stuff in this because <laughs> they were obviously dying, and I was sitting, I was just sitting there, but it was hot. And then we got to the house, and the thermostat broke. Oh, no. First thing. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's first the thing. thing. So here's the deal. <laughs> you helped us move in yeah. in December of 2012. And when we moved in, our furnace wasn't working. And we had to get it replaced. So if you recall, it was pretty cold. We all wore jackets that night, and we thought it was just... Yeah, We I thought it was that. just yeah. warming up. It right. was not. It yeah. was a broken furnace. Wow. And I said, of course, when we move in in December, our furnace is broken. And when we move in in July, our air conditioning is broken. Yeah. But um, I will tell you is uh, shortly after the moving truck left, uh, neighbors came to meet us. Yeah. Kevin told me about that. Like real neighborly things. It's that super neighborly. You wouldn't expect in 2022. I'm like blown away. <laughs> so this woman came by with her two small children and a thing of cookies. Oh, my God. And the co that she baked <laughs> gluten free because she doesn't know what we like. Yeah. And she said, we we know you're busy. We don't want to keep you long. We just want to introduce ourselves. Wow. We're, we're two doors down. These are my kids. These are their ages. My phone number and my husband's phone number are in the card on the cookies. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? In a good way, but I'm just no, no, like, yeah, what the fuck is happening? Of course, yeah. This is the kind of neighborhood we moved into. <laughs> yeah. And we had already met neighbors across the street during our inspection. Okay. They saw us doing the inspection, and they were like, yeah. are you going to be the new neighbors? And we're like, yeah, we're trying. Like, that's the goal. They're right. like, great. Let us tell you all about it. Yeah. I mean, these people are, like, incredibly friendly. Um, so it's like, do they do a block party? Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, yes. They've yeah. already told us about oh, it. Oh, good. <laughs> They're like, yeah, pretty soon the block party's coming up Yeah. and you'll be able to meet everybody. Wow. So you won't just have to meet, you know, like you're going to meet people organically, but you can meet everybody at the block party. It's coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. These people are crazy, but in a good way. <laughs> right. Um, and so that's been nice. Um, our yard's fantastic yeah. which that was a main driver oh i would i would imagine yeah yeah um the kids uh the previous owners left two big swings on nice. the, the big tree 
and the kids have just been playing and the weather's been great. Yes. So it's been perfect for that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so generally we're very happy. It was super stressful just getting all your shit from one place to another. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, you've moved more than I have. Sure. And I don't know how people do it. Like Lauren and Steve, I think friend of the podcast, Steve Marsh yeah. and his wife, um, for years, we're tr- kind of traveling because right. he was going yeah. to school and then jobs and then whatever. And yeah. she she even said, like, hey, you need help? Call us. We're experts. And yeah. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, how do people do this? Yeah. Because I would, I'm going to die in this house. Yeah. I'm done. I'm never going to move <laughs> <Right>. again. <laughs> I mean, that's ideal, of course. Huh. Um, you it's know, crazy. Um, uh, family was asking, I think maybe my mom and dad, um, somebody was asking about, your moving process. And I was like, well, I'm going to assume they hired movers because they didn't put out any feelers for help, which obviously we would have. But um, yeah, I'm assuming that this time around they hired movers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so the captain of the move the last time around, we had a great crew, as you yeah. remember. Um, that picture of us on the truck is awesome. I love that it's picture. It's one of my favorite pictures of all time. It hung up in our house for years yeah. and then it fell off the wall and broke. But um, we, my dad was kind of the captain of the crew. Mm-hmm. My dad is now 68. Yeah. And he was like, I can do this. And I said, no, right. you cannot. I appreciate it. But no, you're done. You're yeah. done with that part of your life. You don't need to be doing that anymore. Right. Um, and so without kind of like the bannerman to lead it, I mean, aside from the fact that like we're adults and we should be doing this. And yeah. it's a lot of stuff. Um, Brian did come over and help us. Sure. Um, the day we actually moved, which was good. And he was critical enough validly critical enough <laughs> that we didn't have our shit together that I was like, I'm so glad he's the only person who witnessed this um, because we didn't have our shit together because I didn't have my shit together. Um, so I was like, it's a good thing that we hired professionals. So yep. that at least if it's embarrassingly not prepared, I'm sure they've I never seen have worse. to see them again. <laughs> I'm, and I'm sure they've seen worse. I, so. I also thought that I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I can't be the least prepared person yeah, right. you've yeah. ever seen. I'm sure that there are more people who don't have their shit together. My, but. my parents will forever give me shit because I am the person who on the day of the move does not have things I packed efficiently and sort of helps you move before <laughs> yeah. once once i think only uh, i think kevin's done that, more yeah kevin yeah. kevin and scout came up to wisconsin yes to help me move yes. that was incredible that was an excuse to go up to wisconsin <laughs> and drink with you well yeah is what and, that and was. it was during the ncaa tournament so we yeah. oh that poor guys <laughs> yeah those we, poor guys we, we drank and watched basketball that night but anyways um yeah so i'm sure you still have lots of unpacking to do and well, I have a neurotic um, husband, yeah. <laughs> so, like, he was very much like, we need to get shit done. Yeah. And then, as it turns out, um, my grandpa did not want a funeral. Okay. So, he was quietly cremated and is in an urn on my grandmother's kitchen counter. Yeah. Um, but in deference to what a big impact he had on our life, we're doing, uh, like, a party, a family party, which we're hosting. Oh, wow. Next weekend. Oh, that's a quick turnaround. Um, you know, it was, but, like, what are you going to do? You know, it's the thing that you get the house in line for. Right, exactly. So, um, on top of Kevin's neuroses, which are very <laughs> real. Um, Has he cut the grass yet? No. And you know what? I want to make a very vivid point here. <laughs> because for 10 years, he's been telling me that the yard work is his chore. And, of course, it was 10 years that we had no yard work to do. 
So I want to be very clear that this is in his job description. <laughs> and about four days ago, I told him, I think you need to mow the lawn, the back especially. And he said, really? Are you sure? Do you think? Like, blah, blah, blah. It, it needs to be done at the bare minimum once a week. Correct. Yeah. So we moved in eight days ago. Correct. Yes. And, so, when, and you don't know when the last time it was cut before that. No idea. Yeah. Like, they're pretty on it. Probably not long before we left. But still. So the front is um, doesn't grow as fast. The back um, starting to look like a jungle. And we've and gotten some rain the last couple nights. Some rain. And, yeah. And uh, I said, you know, are you going to be able to, tonight, I said, are you going to be able to mow this tomorrow, like after work? And he was like, and I was like, okay, or the weekend. <laughs> and then he golfed, he booked golf for Saturday morning. So I'm like, nice. bro, you better get this shit done. It's best to do it in the morning before it gets hot. He booked an 8.30 tea time. Uh. So no, so I mean, now I, it's Sunday. <laughs> so now it's Sunday, and I'm yeah. like, that's gonna be truly a forest. Yeah. And I refuse to do it. It, it might take two mowings to get it. To I get it down. love mowing the lawn. Yeah. It is my favorite chore. I did yeah. it the whole time I was growing up. I used to. I don't know if I've talked about this. I used to specifically put on overalls. Because they had a big front pocket. Ah, to fit your disc man? The disc man. <laughs> yeah. That is what I would do. Yeah. As I, specifically, I had the overalls I wore. when, And we had we were a corner lot. It was a huge yard. Because we had four parkways. We had extensive yard out front and out back. It was big. And I did it and I loved it. And yeah. so, you know, I keep saying, like, I really like the lawn. And my mother-in-law is like, don't you fucking dare. <laughs> no, no, no. You do everything else. You cannot do that lawn. And I'm like, I know it's the one thing I would like to do, but I'm sticking to it. I'm not going to do it. And I'm thinking AirPods would make this so much better than it was before. <laughs> but I digress. So When I would um, uh, mow the lawn as a kid, um, I would take um, a headset that was a radio. And I would wait till 1.20 when the Cubs started mm -hmm. and listen to the Cubs game and mow the lawn. So Kevin did a power wash on our deck before yep. we put it up for sale at the, right. the townhouse. I remember that, yeah. And um, he asked me to get the Sox game for him. Um, he never, on, on the AirPods. Oh, okay, yeah. And like through his phone. Yeah. You know, and he was like, I don't know how to do this. And we went through a lot. We went through a lot to get that. I, I will say. So did did you end Sox up streaming tough. it on radio? We ended up streaming it on ESPN 1000. Right. So you used to not be able to do that. Correct. They used and to restrict internet still broadcast. still hard to do that. Okay. It's hard to find how to do that. Ah, okay. I'm fairly internet savvy. Yeah. I, I sat there for like 15 minutes trying wow. to find the fucking broadcast. <laughs> but that was the first time I think Kevin had experienced like, I'm going to actively try to do something here in my brain while I'm physically doing this thing here as opposed to like I'm driving and I have the radio on he was like right you know really saying like I want to bring this in and I'm like dude that's how I survive <laughs> this is how binge mode gets yeah. done in a month yeah. and it's like you know 80 episodes but right. I, I do it in a month like right. this is how it's because I do that for everything yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. laundry yeah podcast you know <laughs> um a sweeping book on tape like yeah. this is how I survive so, so that was his first tape spe speaking of how quickly grass can grow especially when we get rain so I, I don't know if you uh pulled up yeah it was still daylight when you pulled up here but Anne did hers Tuesday really before she came to my softball game Wow, she's so diligent too. She is, mm -hmm. and you don't deserve her. <laughs> I have to say that at least once a podcast. Yes, you that's do. That's my new rule. Yeah, it's our tagline. Oh. Um, 
Yeah, that was that was forty eight hours ago. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's crazy. <laughs> that was 48 hours ago. And pulling up to the front yard, I was like, huh, it's already getting along. Yeah, And it is. granted, we've had two nights of rain, but still. Yeah, um, no, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I remember when she first moved in here uh, five years ago now. Uh-huh. I did it 4th of July morning. Okay. I, I mowed the lawn, and when I was done, sat right here. It admired my work and had a Miller Lite. And that is the greatest <laughs> thing in a man's world to admire your work with a beer in hand. Oh, my God. In a woman's world, too. <laughs> I got to tell you, I, I get great pleasure out of sitting anywhere with a beverage sure. and looking at something that I've done and being like, fuck yeah. <laughs> right. Um, right. But uh, often lawn care is on my list. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm the brown thumb of the family. We've talked yep. about this mm-hmm. before. Um, there are living things in this yard that in my, in my yard at my home that yeah. need to be taken care of. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to kill all these things. So, and that's um, what I always equate. Um, so I, I work in digital marketing and mm. uh, I know you know this SEO is a large part of digital marketing. Totally. So for those who don't know what SEO is, it stands for search engine optimization. And the long and the short of it is like, we, we like to analogize um, and say that SEO is like, building, and then maintaining mm. a home. Okay. Because once the home is built, the home is built. Mm-hmm. But you, then you have to maintain it. As you know, the, the thermostat might break. Fucking you, thermostat. You have to cut the lawn. You have to redo the driveway once every 15 years, right? It's a never-ending project. Yeah, totally. I've never owned a house, but I know people who have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's legitimately always something. Yeah. It's always something. Well, that's, it's so interesting because, like, we have this house. It's big. It's got an office for me. It's got a big bedroom that the boys are in together. Oh, wow. So okay. So that they now have also a playroom upstairs. Is that is that going to be a permanent thing, them in their own or a bedroom together? No. They've been in a bedroom together for the last six months or so. Sure. Because when we listed the townhouse for sale, we put them in together to stage an office. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and then at Bob and Becky's, they were together. And during this transition, we thought we're not going to split them up. We're going to keep them in together. Um, and I lived in the same room. I shared a room with my sister until I was, I think she was dating her now husband. Oh, wow. I think I was 10 and I think she was 15. Okay. Um, it might've been a year before that, but it was pretty close. She got like the big bedroom. Yeah. Which had been like the master bedroom of my okay. parents. Yeah. Um, this was a three bedroom of house. It's uh, up top. It's a split level. Um, maybe when she was fourteen. Okay. Okay. So I'm five years younger than she is. Um, and my parents moved down to a back room that we had previously used as our playroom. Okay. Um, and so and that's like, where we, you eventually ended up, right? I did. Yeah. 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 But we were getting older, and so this huge, massive room downstairs. My parents were like, "Fuck yeah, that's our new master bedroom." Um, and that was the first time that we three kids each had our own room. So I'm not opposed to kids bunking up together. Truly, I'm not. Um, for me, the rooms at this new house are kind of, they're not the same size. The front bedroom versus the back bedroom, the front bedroom significantly larger. Yeah. Like, one of these kids, at some point, is going to feel slighted. You, they're going to outgrow... Yes, the and they're gonna space. and they're gonna split, right. yeah. and one of the kids is gonna be like, "My bedroom's smaller," <laughs> and I'm gonna have to deal with that bullshit when it comes around. 
But um, then there's an office. So it's a four-bedroom house. Yeah. Um, and for me right now, an office is really important. I sure. Just, I yeah. just need to be able and to. And Kevin's still going into the office he is, a lot. But yeah. it's nice to have an option for him Sure. Um, should yeah. he decide that he wants to be home. So we're just always going to have this office that I'm also going to, you know, sew in and scrapbook in because that the like, crafty type things will also happen there. Um, but it's interesting because I think about that and I think about the amount it takes to maintain. And I think about these people who buy tiny homes that are 200 square feet, which was the size of my storage unit, FYI. <laughs> um, not as tall probably because it was only eight feet tall, but like, I mean, that was the size of our storage unit. Right. And um, that's where they live. And I always hear the reason that you want to do that is because you're, you don't want to be bogged down by things and right. cleaning and all of that. Yeah. You don't want to maintain. You just want to do your thing and go out. And I'm like, I just don't feel like I'm that person. Have you also seen these? Uh, you're not on TikTok, right? <laughs> That's right. You deleted all your social media. Uh, I wouldn't know how to use TikTok anyway. Do you remember when you guys tried to get me to do Snapchat? Remember <laughs> yeah. what a disaster that was? <laughs> Ann, really and I, Ann and I were both like, we could just text each other. What? Why is this so much cooler? <laughs> we could just, okay, let's just text each other. And we'll still use Snapchat from time to time. Um, well, at the time... That was what we said to each other. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to send you pictures. Yeah. On I, you know, the Snapchat is used for more devious things amongst the kids. Um, that's what so, the kids say. That's what the kids say. Um, Dr. Ken downloaded TikTok. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a notification. And I don't post a lot of stuff on TikTok. I've posted a few clips from the show. And um, especially like... Oh, my God. Are we TikTok famous? Uh, we're not TikTok famous, but we've we've gotten some. We have a presence. We have a presence. Oh. Um, none of our videos have gotten above a thousand views. But well, that is just disappointing. I know, I know. Wow. Um, anyways, yeah, I got a notification on my TikTok one day that Ken Stiff followed me. I'm like, really? Oh, good lord! <laughs> <laughs> so, Doctor Stiff has a TikTok. I, I okay. texted I texted the family of a, a, a screenshot of Ken Stiff followed you on TikTok mm -hmm. and. Mm -hmm. My dad just replies, yeah, I got too much time on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing these days? Um, well, he is, uh, the horses are down in Kentucky. So um, they ran on the same day a couple weekends ago, maybe. Um, and right now there's only two in the barn. Um, and let's see, right now he's uh woodworking and oh, yes, enjoying retired life the gnomes yes. uh golfing he's not working at all he's played a lot of golf wow okay. yeah he's he's finally so he, for he's real retired for real retired of, yeah, yeah he's yeah. he's always been um and once the school year starts he might do some stuff i know he's he's he had been like doing subbing. some subbing yeah. and mentoring and tutoring those are um, great things for him and that's that's right up his alley 100 mm -hmm. percent um but you know in the summertime he's finally playing a lot more golf Good um for him. Yeah, he's uh, he's finally he's always been that guy, and I always joke with people who, um, you know, who I've met through District Two Fourteen or <laughs> just know the family. And what's your dad up to? Oh, uh, well, he's you know a little bit of this, a little bit of that. He's yeah. he's that guy who can't sit still. Driving a cab, he's selling <laughs> right. insurance, Ubering, he's and doing, yeah. yeah, he's working as an Arlington University professor. Right. Yeah. He bought a horse. Yeah. Um, you know, I think about the term Renaissance man. It's always what I equate to your dad. Um, is somebody who does, you know, just a little bit of everything. Um, the Boy Scout. I, no, Renaissance Man is where it's at for me. I know, just, but I always call him the Boy Scout because yeah. he knows how to do everything. Well, that's fair. 
Um, but I, I laugh because I'm like, before Uber, this guy drove a cab. The yellow cab. He had a yellow cab in his driveway. <laughs> Basically, Who yeah. Who did that? <laughs> Just Ken. Um, but I'm glad to hear he's actually kind of taking it easy and enjoying. Um, although, if he's joining TikTok, maybe he's not enjoying it as much as <laughs> I would like to think he is. Sounds like he's a little bored. <laughs> I'll have to find some projects around the house for him uh, to Oh, he'd in. be happy to help. He built my kids' water table. He built my gar- the, the garage shelves at the old um, place that we... Had every intention of taking with us, and then we're told that, like, that's not really what you do when something's screwed into the wall. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. So we left those behind. But I'm like, yeah, I could use I could use a little Ken magic in yeah. this house. There are, there are people in this world who are just ultra handy and knows how to do everything. And my dad is one of those people. Yeah. The trait did not pass down to me or Owen. <laughs> I wonder how he feels about that. I wonder if he's like, huh, why not? Or if he's yeah, like, I think he's th- so unique. Maybe it doesn't pass down. I think Do you just know what based, I mean? on, based on the era he grew up in mm. um, and the environment in which he grew up in sure. with six brothers. Sure. I'm sure he had a lot of time to fiddle with things. Yeah. And, well, um, a lot of time probably being ignored, right? Like, Not I, ignored, but like... That's the wrong term, but I feel often like people of his generation and my parents' generation, although they're slightly older, um, my grandma talks about, I said, how did you do it with five kids in six years? She had five kids in six years. I think it's nuts. She's like, I don't know. We just didn't really pay that much attention to them. They just did their own thing. Because we didn't have screens. Well, and it's it's really interesting to me because I'm like, you know what? My parents, I often refer to them as laissez-faire parents. I had a ton of independence. I had a t- they gave me so much leeway to do so many things, and I do think it made me a very independent person. I think I'm a tinkerer, kind of like your dad at times. Um, I think there are definite drawbacks to that as well. I'm not going to say you know that it's perfect, but I think about the time period in which they were raised as being one where. Parents aren't helicoptering. Right. Right? Not only six brothers, but also, like, parents who aren't going to sit there and do everything. Right. And, get, and, do, and, oh, you're signed up for these 12 things so that I don't they, have to and they deal played, with it. And they played the league baseball like yeah, I did. Yeah, sure. Like Completely. I did. Um, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that there were no summer camps tied in with the high school that we were involved Probably in. Probably not. Right? I mean, Probably not. that was our, when we weren't in school, that was our summer. Was yeah. summer camps being ferried to and from, Little League Baseball being ferried to and from. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we still hung out and played with our friends. And sometimes we rode our bikes over. Other times we needed a ride. So I, I guess just different eras, you know. Yeah, um, it's wild though, because I do think that that tends to breed a different kind of person. Plus the advent of screens and video games. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you and I grew up in the era where Nintendo and Super Nintendo and now PlayStation 5 are very much a thing. And here I am, 35 years old, and still um, hanging out with friends virtually playing Call of Duty a couple nights a week. (laughs) and, And I, and here, okay, here we are podcasting. So there's that. Here we are, and I've just told everybody that I sit with an AirPod in my ear most of the time, and I love scrapbooking, but I do it all on a computer now, and I love screens, 
And I'm like, you know what? That's not bad. But I also, you know, grew up in an era where there were other things. So it's like for me and my kids, I'm really cognizant of like, I have to balance it. Like that's the that's the main challenge with parenting. I think these days is um, managing screen time. Mm-hmm. You know, one one of, one of my uh, our general manager in the Chicago office talks all the time about uh, making sure his kids because he's very much an outdoors kind of guy. He's a huge fisherman, loves the outdoors. He lives by a lake. Like he he wants his kids to be outside and not in front of a screen. I want my kids to be outside, but I don't always want to go out with them. See, that's the, it's right. the, almost the opposite of yeah. like, I don't want to do the work to make them non-screen people. Yeah. And that's a problem. So he probably, and I mean, he's probably dealing with it. It's difficult because of just the environment, right? It's hard to keep kids away from screens, and that's his deepest desire. Especially when their future is on a screen. It's on a screen. Right. I mean, and not everybody's, but so many jobs yeah. are screen related. Now. Doesn't matter like what job you do, right? If you're, um, let's say, uh, um, an, a, an HVAC repair guy, right? You're going from house to house. You're carrying a screen. You're carrying a screen, whether it's a, an iPad that has your order information on it, or you, everybody has a smartphone now. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's, you're just tied to a screen. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're no, not no. sitting in front of it maybe eight hours a day like you and I are. Right. But, yeah, it's definitely still a part of your life. There's yeah. no way to escape it. I mean, my my Uncle Rob, bless this man, he's one of my favorite people, um, is a garbage man. Yeah. And it's like one of truly like the last true professions around here where you're not tied to a screen all day. Right. Um, and, you know, for better or worse, he is who he is. <laughs> But I kind of think about that sometimes. Like, he had a house in McHenry. Does he still have a flip phone? (laughs) Well, so here's what's interesting. We went on vacation. We went to Door County, which was with my mom's side of the family. But my Uncle Rob, who's my dad's brother, um, came up. And it was the first time I've spent a lot of time with him in a long time. I didn't see him on his phone once. So I don't know what kind of phone he has. He probably has a flip phone and and can't access. And I spent days with him. Yeah. So, like, that's very interesting, isn't it? Because it's like, hmm, you know, how, who can you spend days with and not see their phone? I'm looking at you. You're on your phone. You're looking at me. I have my phone right next to me. It's what we're, it's what we do. (laughs) It's like, so the fact that I didn't see his phone even once and, like, recently my dad has started pulling out his phone to say, oh, I wonder. He's thinking of something. He can't remember exactly what it is. And then he has the and resource. And he's like, oh, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out. Whereas previously, he would be talking about something. He would talk and talk, and I'd be like, here, Dad, let me help you. And I'd pull out my phone, and I would find it, and I'd be like, oh, it was this movie that that person was in. Right. It was this. You're right. thinking of this. And my dad's pretty hands. And Okay, he's a database architect. So technically, he was a computer's pioneer right he was like early computers and dos and all of that and they've always been a part of his life but he's not a like an addicted to screen kind of person right right? he's an outdoorsy he's a music person he's he's a lot of other things but now at 68 i see him doing the smartphone (laughs) i see him pulling it up and i'm like this is such a change for him and that to me says just like prevalence like that's to me the the sign of 
When my mom started texting, that was a big deal. Yeah, same with my mom. Right? That was, I was like, I never thought she would text me. Yeah. They used to cost her a quarter every oh, text. Oh, wow. So that was a big deal. Yeah. Um, and now it doesn't. But at the time, it cost her a quarter. and so, Or five cents for a text and like 25 cents for um, pictures, I think, or something like that. Wow. Not joking. That <laughs> yeah. was what it used to be. Um and so I never thought she would text, and she does. It's a lot of our conversations now. But when my dad started picking up the phone, I was like, holy shit, this is really a different <laughs> this is really a different era now. Well, congratulations on the new home. I can't wait to see it. Like I said, I'm sure you have a lot of unpacking to do, but please let us know when we can come see the house, and I can't wait to see it because I know you guys are excited about it. So um, speaking of moving, the segues have just flowed in this episode. Um, <laughs> There's been a lot of news recently about the Chicago Bears. Yeah, I didn't know that, so yeah. please tell. <laughs> um, Inform our they listeners are, and me. Yeah, they are getting closer to the supposed closing of the sale of the Arlington Park property. And I know we have thoughts about that, but there are, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A last-ditch effort being thrown out there by Lori Lightfoot and the city of Chicago. Mm. To try and keep the uh, bears. Hail Mary. Uh, oh, I, I see what you did there. Yeah. Well done. Look at me go. Well done. Um, yeah, I won the podcast. <laughs> so, Lori, I think just last week, maybe even earlier this week, um, unveiled plans um, and mock ups <laughs> of a renovated soldier field, which includes a dome or a roof or something, because hmm. it's really hard, especially. Soldier Field is not even, right? It's uh -huh, the, yeah. either either side is there. It's not a level. Kind of well known for that. Yeah, it's 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 a spaceship yeah. on top of an old stadium. Correct. Um, and it's been much maligned for that. Uh, can you remind me and our listeners when Soldier Field was renovated? Two thousand three. God, okay. Because the Bears played one season down in Champaign. Yeah. Okay. While the the field was being. Renovated. And that was 03? It was fall of 03? I think they played in Champaign in 02. I think okay. 2000 uh, might have been the first year, 2003, they 2004, back. they were back in okay. Soldier Field. Okay. Correct. Um, so Lori's desperately trying to keep the Bears in Chicago, mm -hmm. with good reason, right? Of course, those, <laughs> ten, those 10 game days a year, plus maybe a playoff game, that's wishful thinking. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're, uh, I either just saw, saw a shooting star or a firework behind you. <laughs> Anyway, that's hey, that's the benefit of sitting outside. Brady's doing this. been drinking. Only like two glasses of bourbon. Relax. Relax. No, mm -hmm. it was way off in the distance. Sure. Anyways, um, so she came out with these plans to sort of renovate the campus, and you know where Soldier Field sits. It's the museum campus. Yeah. And the Field Museum is right there. Shedd Aquarium, Adler Planetarium, right there. It's a hopping space. It it can be. Mm -hmm. We all know the challenges of getting to Soldier Field yeah. for anything, whether it's a concert or a Bears game or whatever. She wants to keep the Bears in Chicago, of course, right? The the boom to the economy, the local economy there, obviously, right? The name Chicago. The name Chicago, right? Although there are plenty of teams that don't reside in their namesake city. That's fair. I um, find it weird, but all right. Especially the New York Jets and the New York Giants actually play in New Jersey. Yes. <laughs> But I they are called that. the New York Jets and Giants. I knew that. Um, anyways, yeah, but Jersey, and, anyway. That's yeah. That's a long story. Right. Um, so it's a last ditch effort, right? She should have come out with these plans months, if not years ago. Mm -hmm. um, the whole draw being putting a roof over Soldier Field. Wow. 
with I'm sure the end goal being hosting a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not they can add seats because the NFL has a minimum seat requirement to host a Super Bowl, which Soldier Field currently does not meet. Do you know the specifications of what the minimum is? I think it's I, I think it's seventy five thousand. Okay. I, I could be off on that. I know the Bears do not meet that, and it's not close. Ah, okay. So I it's, think, like, quite far away. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, and, look, a, a Super Bowl in Chicago in mid-February does not sound appealing to anyone. However, you put a roof over a stadium or you build a new stadium with a retractable roof, mm-hmm. now we're talking. Well, and it, I, I suppose it becomes more like United Center where you have concert availability year-round. You know, you have a lot, so you draw in the summer and the nice weather months a particular enjoyment of outdoors, which right. United Center forfeits because yeah. they are I mean, in the still con- There's still concerts there, right? Sure, they're doing stuff, but it's like it's more exciting to be at Soldier Field in the summer um, than it is to be at the United Center in the summer. Um, but you then have that usability around, which not just for the, the Super Bowl, for lots of things. Right. Right, so Olympics um, maybe. Yeah, Chicago ever puts well, in another. Well, I, I mean, truly, like, why would you not start? I mean, granted, those were Summer Olympics. Yeah, we were bidding for before, but um, that kind of prep for something like that, maybe not so crazy. Maybe not. Um, so you're like. Or definitely. <laughs> cool. I, I think after the Carrying on. <laughs> massive failure of the 2016 bid, it's going to be a long time before Chicago bids again for an Olympics. But um, look, the, the Bears, I think it's pretty much a foregone conclusion. What's been conclusion. the Bears' reaction? Just like, pfft, pretty much, too late. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, they're like, look, we're moving forward with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, as, as an Arlington Park person, I've kind of gotten – used to the fact that the Bears are coming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every time I drive by on 53 and see the training track overgrown, and I have no idea what the inside of the facility looks Can't like these days. Even talk about not going to get into it, but I've kind of gotten used to the fact that someday within the next probably eight years, six to eight years, there's going to be a football stadium there. And my favorite building in the world is just going to be torn down. Yeah. yeah. Also, I just want to point out that I have a contact who's still at Arlington, um, still at Arlington. Technically, there's still staff there. I have this contact at Arlington who is helping to prepare the sale of all of the things. I've seen Facebook posts about this auction. I saw an Arlington tweet or Facebook post. I was like, rising from the ashes. I want a bench. That would be awesome. Right? That would be awesome. I want awesome. a bench. And I told her, I said, are the bunches for sale? Because if they are, can you just. They're going to be cheap because there's thousands can of Can you them. put my name on one? <laughs> like, I just want one. You want a nameplate or. <laughs> Don't even fucking care. I want a bench. I have a new house. It has bench areas. If I don't have a bench, I'm going to be real fucking pissed. Because if you talk about quintessential Arlington, like for me, truly, I spent my entire career there at a gate for a long, long time. So truly, when I think of Arlington, I think of the entrance gates, which I know nobody else does, right? Except those who have my same experience, which is somewhat you, but like other I, I managed a gate for a season, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, like that architecture and that is something beautiful, will always remain with me. 
But like, what do you, do you, want what the, do you take, right? Do you, like, do you want the gate soundtrack on CD? <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Every time I hear firework, I still think of you. Yeah. Every time. Sometimes I text you, but every time I hear right. it, I think of you. Yeah. Um, but like to me, that is kind of quintessential Arlington. But I sure. know that that's not how a lot of people are. Yeah. And like, what are you going to take from a gate? I'm like, I need a bench. Yeah. Like, I need a bench. That's a that's a great great idea. So I said, I I need a bench. Um, and she's like, you know, it's coming up. I will I will let you know. Um, and then I quit Facebook and I was like, I need to get her my <laughs> phone number so I can do this. Um, yeah. But I will have an Arlington bench in my house. That's awesome. That is that is my. That's a that's great the legacy. That's a great memento. Absolutely. Like when when a stadium gets yeah um, torn down. Yeah. People buy the seats. Correct. I offered you Ivy from Wrigley from my old townhouse. Yeah. Because apparently that Ivy was Wrigley Ivy. Right. Because the previous owners were big Cubs fans. Um, but yeah, no, I I absolutely am going to have one. I also kind of want a brick. Oh because, yeah, there's a lot of because bricks. the bricks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because. If you worked at Arlington, you knew that the bricks were going to kill somebody someday. <laughs> the loose bricks everywhere. Oh, God, and I know. I'm like, you know what? I want a brick. I feel like this is something that I want in my life. <laughs> I want a I'd have to think brick. about what I would want from Arlington. So the, the color that I associate most with Arlington is green. Green. Yeah. Um, so it'd have to be something green, probably. That's fair. The um, roof is very green. I can't fit the roof in my house. Are you sure? Nor Anne's house. Um, <laughs> it's the second largest cantilever roof in the entire world. That's right. That's right. So, no, of course you can't. Um, yeah, I'd have to think about it. Maybe one of the... Um, like a floor tile? No. You know, what I would, you know what I would take is one of the numbers on the paddock stalls. Oh, yeah. Those I would, would be I would gone. Take, oh, yeah, I know. I would, I would take are, one of those in a heartbeat. Those are gone. Yeah. Trying to think of like if I could have anything, what it would be, because like the bench is pretty practical. As you said, there are many of them. Yes, yeah. I feel like I can get one of those, and it can be used, and it can be there. But if I like could have anything, I wonder what it would be. If I was somebody who would host a lot of backyard parties, mm -hmm. I would take one of the marquee tent tops, the Ooh. yellow and white stripes <laughs> that did not fit have in with the theme noticed, at all. Have you noticed? I don't know if this is like outing something I shouldn't, but the Jimmy D's outdoor seating is Arlington Park. Well, uh, yes, and because uh, that patio mm -hmm. um, originated because of COVID. Yes. And when yes. Arlington wasn't racing during most of 2020, a little rental. A little uh, rental. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I noticed those chairs are yep. very. Uh, I've, I've yep. had a lot of experience <laughs> with those chairs. Yeah, we we definitely noticed uh -huh. that too. I was like, oh, those tables too. That's marquee tent furniture. Right. Um, right. Yeah, um, that's interesting. So along with this proposal of remodeling Soldier Field mm. and the Bears pretty much saying, nah, we're good. Um, we're going to go ahead and move to Arlington Heights because I'm sure they've wanted to for a long time. And tear Anyways. down Kelsey's favorite building. Oh. Yeah, I know. Anyway, go I ahead. Know. There done. have been rumors, nothing substantial and nothing um, I would officially consider like a legitimate rumor, but a second football team in Chicago. You know what? When I saw the text today yeah. with all the things I knew nothing about, it made so much sense. We have two baseball teams. There are other large cities with multiple teams across sports. This does not surprise me at all. That being said, we'll never fucking succeed. Here, yeah, exactly. It, it would fail. It would fail. Miserably. The Bears are one of the oldest franchises in NFL history. Here's the thing. I am not certain for them 
that moving to Arlington Heights is a good move at all. I think it's a bad business move. Okay. Aside from just the fact that I don't like love it. Yeah. Um, is that your Arlington Park love showing through? It's or not. Just it's not. I don't think people want to of... go to fucking suburbs to watch <laughs> this stuff. Like, I don't yeah. think they do. I don't think people are going to come. Listen, I don't know what the target market is for a Bears fan. I yeah. don't. But I do think that people would prefer to go to the city to see them. Unless you're us and you live in the northwest suburbs and you're like, wow, this we is really have a nice unique perspective because it's in our backyard. Correct. Yeah. I think for us, it's like eh, this is kind of nice. I don't have to go all the way to the city. Yeah. I think people in the western suburbs are like, what the fuck? I think people in the <laughs> yeah. southern suburbs. Right. And I mean, again, I'm not sure what the target market is, but I think they're like, what the fuck? The only you just added how much travel time to yeah. that? Yeah. The logistics are going to have to be worked on because the only major artery that comes from the city is 53. So the Metra, well, yes, is you, apparently that's true. like yes. a big deal in a lot of people's minds. I, I, get I was it. thinking driving. I However, get it. There's no L. Right. Correct. There's, there's no L. There's no L. Yep. So it's the Metra or it's 53. You know I would I mean? think I would think that on Bears game days, Metra would have the sense to add oh, God, several yeah. trains oh, sure. on Sunday morning. For sure. But I mean, remember, remember the Blackhawks parade. You and Steve, Steve and I? I think Steve went, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were unable to catch a metro train. What did we do? We drove to Cumberland. Did we really? Yes, we did. I we remember catching a metro train back, though. Maybe. No, we couldn't have, because our car was in the blue line. Well, I had to work at the track that day, so I think I had to uh, I had to come back and, yeah. and work, so I, I hopped on the metro. I think I might have had to, too. Did we send Steve back on the blue line alone? No, I, I think I came back alone. So I went with Steve, then? Yeah. Okay, I yeah, think that so. makes sense. Yeah, but we went, we drove to the Blue Line. We drove to Cumberland. We drove to O'Hare. Like, I, I'm, I don't know. I think it's a lot less accessible than people think it is. I think we'll deal with it. Um, I think you'll have a lot more Northwest Suburbanites showing up at these games. That's true. Um, I don't know, though. I feel like maybe it was a mistake. May, they know their target market. Maybe yeah. the Northwest Suburbs is their target market. I could see it. I yeah. could see it. Yeah. So maybe I'm wrong, but I'm just sort of like, do you really want to take a team out of the city? I think you have affluent people everywhere. Yeah. Um, and look, it's going to cost an arm and a leg to mm -hmm. go to a Bears game when they open that stadium. I would think so. An arm and a leg. They sell. They're not super cheap anyway. No. They sell. Like, if you want season tickets, you have to pay for the right to buy season mm -hmm. tickets. What's, what's a typical nosebleed seat at Soldier Field to see the Bears right now. Jeez. Not right at, now. But. At least. Like a like a top-level seat? Yeah, like a shit seat. Bare minimum, $65. I was going to say $75, yeah. so yes. I mean, yeah. that's not cheap. Yeah. That's the shittiest seat you can buy. Right. You do that for any other team in the city, and it's like 12 bucks. Here's the thing, though. So, like, when the Cubs are good, and even – to an extent, when the Cubs are bad. Oh, that's fair. They probably have a higher price. They know they're going to sell tickets. That's they're true. still, like, the Cubs are awful. And they're still selling. They're not selling out by any means, but they're still the selling. The magic of Wrigleyville. Magic of Wrigleyville and the Cubs being a draw. True. Um, they're still selling 25,000 tickets a game. That's crazy. Um, when it's full, mm -hmm. secondary market tickets are still even for the last row in what's now the 500 or 400, they, they redid their seating, but the, the last row in the building is still going to cost you 45, 50 bucks to get in. Jesus. 
Well. And if they're playing the Cardinals, good luck. Um, okay. I so, undersold yeah. the, the <laughs> Cubs there. I, I, I will admit I think, that. I think the Bears will be fine, especially when they can host concerts and they can host the Final Four and they can host a Super Bowl mm-hmm. and they can do all these things that they couldn't previously do at Soldier Field. Okay. I mean, you, you build this stadium. If you build it, they will come. <laughs> it's true. I know. I know. You're um, right. Yeah, so I think um, – but a second team, a second NFL team in Chicago, it's been something like 65 years since we had two football teams in Chicago. What was that other team? I don't even know. The now Arizona Cardinals originated in Chicago. Oh, I did know that. Yeah. Okay, I did know that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. But that was well before football became the American pastime. Yeah. Yeah. And what year did they move to Arizona? Uh, the 1950s, I think. Okay. So maybe even longer than 65. I was going to say, yeah. I honestly, yeah. Um, place that back even farther we, for that timeline. We here in Chicago have the Cubs and the Sox. You're, you're one or the other, mm-hmm. right? We have the Bulls and the Blackhawks. Those fan bases generally don't mix. Yeah. Okay? It's a hockey thing, right? It, Whatever. You're either a hockey fan or you're not. Right, and exactly. if you're not, then you're probably... You don't understand hockey, you're not going to follow the Blackhawks. Yep. Now, when they're good, of course, everybody's, oh, I'm a, I'm a huge Blackhawks fan. Yeah, sure you are. Um, so the Bears are the one unifying thing that we have from a sports perspective in this city. You know, we talk... There's an old joke in, in sports radio that when things are slow, right, in the middle of summer, let's say both teams are bad, Cubs and Sox, mm-hmm. there's nothing to talk about. In May and June. <laughs> you bring up the Chicago Bears, phone lines light up. Yeah. <laughs> People well, love the Bears. it's such a dedicated football town. Like, it, it's the Bears. It's like, and I think maybe, you know, if it was pre-85 and you did it, maybe it would be different. But, like, the people who watched the 85 Bears and then who grew up on the 85 Bears are all prime people. Oh, yeah. That's the demographic yep. right now. You, you think so of. You were like, if you were young in 85, you're now making enough money almost to. Almost 40 years ago. But I'm saying, like, you're you're that person, you're that old white guy, <laughs> right. right? Who can <laughs> afford to, like, have season tickets yeah. or, like, to be a, a regular contributor. And if you're younger, the next generation, you grew up on that legacy. Yep. It's the worst possible time to start up a second team. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. It's a, it's a very salient point on your part. Um, <laughs> I made a good sports point. Mark the calendar, damn it. Um, people think of Chicago Bears fans um, who aren't from here, mm-hmm. and they think of the SNL superfan skit. The Bears. The, the Bears. Bears. The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Exactly. That's the stereotypical Bears I'm really fan. good at that. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, you know, lots to come from Bears training camp. I am – not one to pay that close of attention to the day-to-day out of training camp. Like, there's so much coverage now, especially with digital things, and there's this new internet sports thing in Chicago that popped up, and everybody's all over Bears. Oh, my God, Justin Fields looked great today. He looked shitty yesterday. Oh, my God, oh, my God, what what does that mean? It's insane. (laughs) I'm like, just play the fucking game, right? It's like binge mode for football. Yeah, Yeah, we have a new coach. We have a new offense. We don't have a ton of new receivers, um, but we have a we have a second year quarterback who yeah. we're excited about, mm-hmm. and we've seen this movie before. It's almost like be satisfied with that instead of 
going too much into it and this idea of like, yeah, it's, it's like, like it's, you said, you've kind of been for, here before. Well, like, yeah, for, for me, it's a lot like, let's, let's temper that excitement a little bit. Sure. And it's, it's a lot like, um, you know, for me, like Super Bowl pregame, right? They're mm. on the air for six hours doing pregame mm. stuff. College game day on Saturday before the, before the games kick Kentucky off. Kentucky Derby. I don't watch Joe pregame. Um, that's, that's a little bit different, I think, because there's not a lot of pre stuff. Like there's, there's other races going on too, like for the Derby, but like for the Super that's Bowl, true. we're that's talking true. about one game and from the conference like, championship can games, can talk about exactly. <laughs> Just play the damn game. You know what, Brady, you've never sounded so much like me. <laughs> I actually really appreciate the side of you. That's like, there's too much sports. <laughs> Yeah, yes, fucking preach, Brady. There's too much talk about something that's yet to happen. Like, from the conference championship games to the Super Bowl, there's two weeks. I can't stand sports radio during that time. We should do a Harry Potter special that week. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I fill my time with college basketball because that's when college basketball really starts <laughs> to ramp Potter. up. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, I think the Bears' first preseason game is two weeks away. So How is that possible? Possible. All right. There's football next. There's a football game next a week from tonight. That's the grossest thing I've heard. <laughs> now it's not going to be like football, football, right? It's it's the first preseason game, and I well, think it's, we've talked about this before, though. The seasons just get longer. It's and always football season. I, I know. I can't do it. See, this is I'm in. There's too much sports. There's too much. I have I trash fantasy football every time on this because. Football used to be my favorite sport. Kevin followed one team. They played once a week. It was awesome. And all of a sudden, fucking fantasy football comes in. And now it's, oh, let's watch on Thursday. And they play Friday. They play Friday. Um, no? Maybe once high school football season is over. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Saturday. Do they play Saturday? Do they? They obviously once play Sunday. Once college football season is over. And then yeah. Monday. Do they play Tuesday and Wednesday? Probably not. Huh? <laughs> During COVID when they had to reschedule games? Okay, yes, they fair. did. <laughs> so this is what I'm saying. Like, what the fuck happened to football? It used to right. be my favorite because it was yeah. like once a week we sit down for three hours. It was it. And then fantasy football came in and ruined my fucking life. <laughs> Bitter much? I love sports. <laughs> I just hope everyone has fun. Well, the next time we record, we'll have a trade deadline in baseball to recap. Um, mm. The Cubs will be active the White Sox will be active, maybe for different reasons, <laughs> um, as they are, I guess, in contention. We'll, um, we'll talk again about their broadcasters as being the most yeah. exciting part of their team. Yeah, legitimately. <laughs> um, and we'll have maybe, I don't know when we're going to record, um, but we'll have either a Bears game to talk about after the fact, or we'll have maybe some headlines that have originated through training camp ahead of the first preseason Perhaps game. Perhaps a close so. on the Arlington sale, and we'll just talk about right, that again. Right, <laughs> So until then, I'm Brady. And I'm Kelsey. And we'll be back.